And what the bad guys can do is delay it. They can hold it back and delay it while they desperately hunt around for something that you know will get them out of their, their difficult position. Uh, certainly, I think that we will uh, be victorious, and I'm talking like a war, because it's the salvation of humanity. Um, and I think many people don't actually understand what it is to be human because we're not taught that, whether it's school or whether it's a, a television or a book. We're not really taught how wonderful and joyous it is. And humankind was not designed to sit around um, being depressed and sad and suicidal. We were actually designed to be joyous, to live and to understand the true meaning of communication. So, you know, we are watching a play out at the moment, particularly in America, but across the world, of a physical expression of what uh, is happening with at an energy level. And so, you know, I'm very, very, I'm very excited. I'm very happy. So uh, would you agree with the contention that I've been maintaining in the last year? Because to my mind, I'm fairly absolute that all of this bizarre sort of Kafkaesque twilight zone that we just tiptoed into almost overnight a year or so ago, that that is the the beginning of the end or the end of the beginning, however we want to look at that confluence of paradigmatic shift because it is absolutely paradigmatic shift that we're living through. We're living through that indivisible line of the duende uh, where one paradigm gives way to the other. So there's, it is quite necessarily and in a sense naturally unnatural to go through that process where, where time, space and the fabric of reality and the holonomic field of expression undergoes this extraordinary shift where it can be a joyous, blissful, affirmative, expansive, ecstatic uh, ascendancy for some, while at the very same time, in the same time-space vector, it is hell on earth for others. We're living through that extraordinary confluence of good and evil at the moment. Um, is this something that you were expecting to see in your lifetime, something that you are welcoming at this time? Yes, because that's why I came here. I think many of us, it's why we're here now, not 100 years ago or 100 years to the future. Vast numbers of the human race are still valuing and appreciating physical reality. Um, so look, let's give them some physical reality. Just a few days ago, a number of Mossad uh, communication satellites were destroyed in space by the White Hats. We have 120 new Starline satellites actually up there ready to run, and they'll run from the 7th of April onwards. Um, so from a physical perspective, there is a real change. But, but until mainstream media, and we've talked so much about deplatforming, um, until mainstream media is... Um, utilized in the way that it should be, uh, we will have a struggle to connect with the large numbers of people that we expect to. But nobody really gets anything valuable unless they own it and they understand what they fought for. Um, you know, I'm best known for my uh, UFO uh, work, shall we say. Um, and actually it was two and a half terms of office, <laughs> not one term of office. But the point is that um, if somebody just comes and does it all for us, then we don't appreciate, we don't emotionally or energetically buy into it. And it means that bad guys, bad guys can resurface 
and try and do it again to us. But if we understand what how we fell, let me just put it like that, if we understand that and then we never again allow the human race to be hijacked, then I think uh, we've, we've built something and those of us with, you know, on the, on the life now, we can actually say we may not have built a pyramid which will outlive us, but by God, we might have done everything we could to actually do something to push the energy to a position or a place where evil can't touch it. Great, beautiful, Simon, thank you. And I know that uh, uh, your phone's constantly going. I've visited your home a couple of times. Um, if you need to appeal off any time, you're forgiven, uh, but I hope you can stay with us for, for a bit longer. Uh, I'm gonna drop you into the green room as I bring in uh, our next guest. Simon, thank you, and you're so very welcome today. Uh, Dr. Rima Leibau, um, extraordinary woman, believes passionately in the rights of Americans and good people of the world to choose their own health and their own pathway to health. She graduated the Albert Einstein College of Medicine in 1970. Now, Rima, that gives away your age. And no one would know that looking at you, my darling. You're extraordinary. Uh, she believes in using nutrients and other natural options to find, define, and treat all problems underlying degenerative chronic disease and poor aging uh, while supporting the immune and other crucial systems. Uh, she's practiced drug-free natural medicine over 50 years by seeking the underlying cause of every illness and ailment and treating that root cause. She's enjoyed remarkable success with a wide assortment of cataclysmic problems. Uh, Dr. Rima is the founding and past president of the Neurotherapy Certification Board, which she helped establish in order to strengthen and develop the field of neurobiofeedback and bring it into widespread use as a powerful non-toxic tool for modern medicine. The Dr. Rima Institute serves people seeking robust well-being and dynamic health and provides unique drug-free protocols to deliver information, nutrients, and energy to assist in gaining or regaining health. She's also the uh, wife, the widow, alas, of one of the most extraordinary men uh, in, in, in modern history. Um, and I'm going to ask her a question or two about her, but let me just bring her in here. Rima, welcome. Oh, you'll need to unmute your microphone. I had told you to mute it earlier. Mute. Yes. Right. All right. Thank you so much for including me in this extraordinary uh, initiative. I'm very, very honored to be a party to it. Thank you, Rima. And you're so welcome. Please, uh, Rima, how, can I ask you, because you told us on the last show we did, how old are you? 77. Okay. Well, there you go. You're an enigma. And the, the reason why I asked that 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 insolent question is because you walk the talk and you talk the walk and you embody uh, all that you're on. Now, as I mentioned in the, in the show that I did with you, with uh, Robert David Steele a few weeks ago, um, I've known about you an awful long time. Um, and when I was a director general at the, in the IGO sector at the United Nations 10, 11, 12 odd years ago, um, I was out there, um, the charge of the light brigade, um, carrying your work um, to every ambassador, plenipotentiary, minister, and head of state I could get to. And I got to a great many in the last two decades. But what I was doing at that time was uh, trying to let them know about Codex Alimentarius. You were almost single-handedly the pioneer in hell-raising, raising the controversy around the systemic poisoning of humanity through the air, the water, and the soil. Really, we 
Oh, Codex Alimentarius was intended as a, what was it, the harmonization of protocols. The World Health Organization coming in to, to harmonize world health uh, by forcing compliance of all signatory tre treaty signatories to the UN Compact into buying poisons and poisoning their people and poisoning the soil, poisoning food and so on. So Codex Alimentarius was the satanic index that was adopted by the multilateral institutions in order to force compliance all nations on earth, correct? Weaponizing food globally was their objective. And uh, it was the first project that the Natural Solutions Foundation took up when we, in 2004, uh, General Stubblebine and I were running a drug-free medical practice in uh, New York, just north of New York City. And we decided that we had to close our practice and sell our house in order to have the resources to take on the globalist agenda because we saw coming exactly what is happening now. The, the strangling of uh, social structures and of the elimination of freedom and the depopulation of the planet. And we said, this has to be stopped. And people who think both strategically and act tactically have to become involved. And we were both pretty good at that. So we took on the job of derailing this globalist uh, uh, juggernaut. And I'm happy to say that the dialogue has gone from being just a few outlying lunatics who are saying things that nobody wants to hear to a general conversation and outrage about depopulation and uh, enslavement, which is what we're facing. And as our previous speakers have said, we have so much hope in being aware and in becoming competent at determining our own future. And the Lazarus Project is a magnificent example of that, which is why I'm honored to be part of it. Thank you. And uh, Rima, once we're on the subject, you mentioned uh, the general. Um, so folks, if you don't know, this is the general, one of my favorite humans. Um, if you can see him there, where's my the photograph? Come Major General Albert uh, Stubblebine, Army signal expert. Uh, he held many, many offices, but um, you were lucky enough to marry this man. Um, I was blessed. I was blessed by uh, encountering this human being. And uh, it, we were, uh, when he was enfleshed, we were connected at the deepest possible level. And I must say, and this is an audience where I feel free to say this, um, since his elimination by the forces that we are contending against, he did not die a natural death. Since his physical elimination, he has been generous enough and, and uh, creative enough to remain deeply present and deeply involved and um, uh, is still providing uh, quite a lot of input that's amazing there. Uh, he asked that his first two years of transmissions be turned into a book, which I said, well, it needs a title, dear. What would you like to call it? And he said, the general speaks, colon, intimate conversations with the dead, which is exactly what it is. And so that's available. And so is uh, his continuing contribution. So we are... 
we are aided and assisted and informed um, and I'm, I'm in the interesting position of being a widow deep, deep in grief for loss of a, a soul partner who complains about my loss to that soul partner who then consoles me. That's really weird, but uh, it's, it's quite an interesting adventure to say the least. And he's been generous enough to provide physical documentation and demonstration of that presence that other people can see, photographic and other evidence. So it's pretty cool. And Rima, was, was Albert um, involved in the men who stare at goats story? That was a takedown because uh, Bert was uh, very effective. As some of you uh, may know, he created remote viewing for the uh, Army intelligence system. Uh, and he was uh, he was one of those people, was and is one of those people who never noticed that there was a box to be outside of. He was just out there and still is and in here. Uh, and so it was determined by somebody for some reason that it would be necessary to make him a laughable character. And thus Ron Johnson and uh, George Clooney and the others decided to do that. Um, he never watched the movie. He never read the book. He was um, truly outraged and I think rather hurt, but you know, it comes with the territory. The, yeah. uh, the pioneers who uh, shake up the system and ask the unaskable questions and find the uh, unknowable answers are not welcomed by the system. Thus he was taken out by the system, he was killed. Not and there really. have been a number of, just to finish that thought, sorry, there have been a number of serious attempts on my life as well, and so far they've failed. Well, I, I dare say they'll continue to fail. Um, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> well, actually, there are a handful of people on this, uh, on this uh, show tonight who've had, who can share stories with you in that regard. I'm certainly one of them. Uh, Rima, very briefly, um, before I pop you back in the green room, could you just tell uh, what is the initiative that you're working on presently? You wanted to mention that. What is the, I'm sorry, say. What, uh, what is the initiative that you're working on uh, and launching for? Uh -huh. Okay. In the United States, a leader in oppression around the world and within its own borders, the two most significantly intrusive agencies currently without legal authorization to do what they're doing are the IRS and the FDA. Uh, the FDA, you may know better as the Fraud and Death Administration. Um, I currently and being attacked both by the IRS, which says I owe it three and a half million dollars, which I don't, and by the FDA, which is suing me and Ralph Fusatola, the two trustees of the Natural Solutions Foundation and the Natural Solutions Foundation in federal court. And I said to our legal team, you know what? This is what happens to all of us in this country, and we have to stop it. So we have created the U.S. Uh, project uh, designed specifically to take on and restrict back to their actual legitimate activities, both the FDA and the IRS. And we'll be uh, creating a research team and then 
choosing select cases which we will legally support and disseminating information and training both the lay public and the, uh, the professional communities involved in stopping these monstrous intrusions. And this can happen in every country where the governments are overstepping their boundaries and oppressing their citizens, which is everywhere at this oh, well, point. That would be 230 odd nation states, exactly. all, of whom, all of whom, alas, lack are subjected to those multilateral treaties uh, upon which they depend. Uh, the World Food Program, the World Trade Organization, the World Health Organization, the Bank of International Settlements, the IMF, the International Finance Corporation, the World I could go on. There's about 25 multilateral associations who have the proverbial knackers of every uh, government uh, in their hands, in their tight globalist a satanic grip. Uh, Rena, I'm going to round back in on you in a few Thank minutes. You. I've got to bring uh, our next guest in because she's pressed for time uh, today. But Rena, you're very welcome. Thanks for joining us. I'm going to bring on one of my new favorite people in the world, Dr. Carrie Madej. Um, I have to read this off the piece of paper and my eyesight is a little odd. Uh, Dr. Carrie Madej is an internal medicine specialist in McDonough specialist in McDonough GA. I think that's Georgia Atlanta, but she might reproof me for that, and has over 20 years of experience in the medical field. She graduated from Kansas City University of Medicine Bioscience College of Osteopathic Medicine Medical School in 2001. She's affiliated with medical facilities Piedmont Fayette Hospital and Southern Regional Medical Center. Dr. Carey has directed two large medical clinics in the state of Georgia, USA, and she's been warning people of an evil plan to control humans through hydrogel technology um, already developed, inserted with vaccines, which will become part of the, uh, forgive me, Carrie, uh, that's dropped off. I'm going to have to broke the chemtrails and Morgellons smart dust and nanotechnology. Look, it's all interconnected. This is one of the uh, experts that I've been blessed to be masterminding with in the last couple of months and greatly looking forward to her inclusion in the Lazarus Initiative. Let me welcome Dr. Carrie Madej. Hi, Carrie. Hey, Sasha. How are you? I'm very good. Just really excited to learn as much as we can from you in the short time you've got today. Uh, emphasis, Carrie, on AI and transhumanism as it relates to the Fauci Gates Luciferic agenda underway? Well, I, I learned about the agenda for humanity um, five to seven years ago um, when I attended scientific and business meetings. Uh, the year 2030 is the target goal, goal. And you can read this up online. Many different organizations say that. 2030 is when we become part cyborg, all of us without our consent. They don't need our consent, supposedly. And that's, they mean that literally. So how do you become part cyborg? Well, first of all, they can get us to be linked in with the internet of everything. Literally, you would be the walking computer bit. You'd walk around and interact with any smart device anywhere, okay? And so when that happens, it's a two-way communication. So you're putting out information. Maybe you're giving commands to your printer or the, the stove or whatever. Maybe that's okay. You're also getting input into your, your body as well. So you could be getting commands into your body as well, and you wouldn't even know what commands are yours or what's coming from outside of you. So they're 
proposing to do this. They actually proposed to do it in this city, Atlanta, Georgia, in the United States last year, but they're behind their timeline. Um, what they want to do is get something called a biosensor inside of your body, which is like a computer bit in a way. They're microscopic. They can be inhaled, but they found that they weren't very efficient through inhalation to get the payload in. So they decided injection or microneedle patches were the best way to get the payload to a high enough level so that when it's turned on, you are automatically connected to everything. So that's one way that's that's going to be the social credit system. That's going to be how you get your cryptocurrency, that sort of thing, um, the digital ID. So you're just a product in the store. Um, that that's a way to control society very quickly because you would be considered a good human or bad human depending on what you thought even. Even predictive policing is involved. So Bill Gates actually has his own little advertisement for West Africa and because they're doing this biometric um, surveillance on the people there right now and in his his own description he says well once we have it perfected here in West Africa it's coming to all the developed countries. So there in West Africa, their vaccine, whether or not they got the vaccine, will allow them to have services or money or, or necessities. Um, also, all their information is in there. So it's all going to be inside your body. You'll be the walking computer bit. That's that's one thing. But the biosensors have some are a bigger um, description called hydrogel. Hydrogel is the main kind of um, word used for all of these things that these nanobots can do. So they're microscopic, they put millions of them in one syringe needle, and they can replicate and grow on their own. They actually can grow more inside your body. It sounds unbelievable, but they can do it. So they can assemble, disassemble, and reassemble into innumerable things. And they can do some good things. They can uh, repair a tendon if you tore it. They can be looking for a tumor cell and attack it right away. Those are good things. Um, but they also have been looking into things, you know, Elon Musk and the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, they're looking at different things than that. They want, they're very interested in our brain, and they know that hydrogel has an affinity for our nervous system, so the nerves and the brain tissue. So the hydrogel will go there. Well, when there's enough of it there, you can actually download other people's memories that's similar to the matrix where you're downloading languages or how to do karate. So that might sound nice. You don't go to school anymore. You just download everything, but who's in control of that? It's a computer that's in control of that. I mean, that's frightening. Different things can be downloaded. You would lose your sense of reality. And also know that they can, by N3 technology, and Elon Musk has something to do with this as well, they can rewrite a memory in your brain, meaning <laughs> you would not know what memory was yours or not, or, or, or an event could be rewritten. A history in your life could be rewritten. Um, there's something called the Clarity Project that people should look up because that's when there's hydrogels actually melding with the brain tissue where if someone gets into the computer program, they can see everything you see through your eyes. Um, they've been successfully using this with this kind of technology with the pilots for 15 plus years in the military with their different aircraft where the, the pilot just wears a helmet, they get injected with the substance and then the pilot just thinks it and the aircraft does it. They move their eyes and the aircraft does it. They become one with the machine, literally one with the machine. So this sounds sci-fi. It sounds like, oh my gosh, this is never going to happen. But 
you have to listen to the people pushing the agenda. You have to know what they're they're telling us. If you listen to Boris Johnson, he's he's saying the same thing. He's saying that you'll walk around and no thought will ever be your thought alone. Every thought will always be known all the time. Nothing is hidden. And that he even said your Alexa will be giving you commands and you won't even know it's Alexa giving you the commands. You'll think it's your thoughts. Listen to these crazy people. They will tell you what they want to do. They think that 2030 is the goal. And so that would be loss of loss of autonomy, privacy, and constant surveillance. And then also this, this mishmash of what is your reality and what is not. Okay, this is the, the turning over from human 1.0 to human 2.0, becoming less organic, becoming more into the cyborg. They can actually literally start it from the inside out. This is their idea. Doesn't mean they're gonna get away with it. So that's that's from that standpoint. Um, and I also go into the genetics of that because in these scientific meetings I attended, they talked about they were very interested in patenting synthetic genes genome. They tried to patent human genes that were natural to us and they got turned down, thank goodness, because no one should own anything, no one should own a tree or a vitamin. But they were able to successfully patent anything synthetic and the Supreme Court in the United States ruled that even a human can be owned if anything synthetic is inside of you. And so why I'm on the alarm call to the world is that these particular vaccines, which are really gene modification injections, have the potential. They are synthetic. If any of their genetic material gets taken up into our genome, and there are ways that they can do it, overnight, technically, you would be owned, part or all of you, by the Department of Defense, the Gates Foundation, any one of these scientists, military, who knows who, whoever owns that patent. This is unbelievable and unconscionable that this is even going on and this needs to stop. We need to put a moratorium to it. And I encourage anyone to look up Dr. Craig Venter because he tells us the four things that he will write into the synthetic genome, how they will brand us. They put their own names in there. They will rewrite the genetic code and put their names in there like a cow. They put three messages. They put a secret email in there. They actually say it's secret. Um, and then they put a brand new alphabet inside of that, the genome. Wow. And, you know, when, a couple of things come to my mind in, in what you were just saying. Then the first sense that you were talking about Boris Johnson, a premier in the United Kingdom. Um, and and it, them talking about predicting, uh, you know, all thoughts being read and everything being under this kind of um, universal metadata surveillance and uplinking and downlinking and, um, social credits integrating with gels and with, you know, the aluminum and all the nanoparticulates embedding every living system being all part of this uh, abstruse kind of computation of reality into a holonomic artificial thingy. Well, isn't it ironic that all of that is just kind of play acting toward what exists anyway, intrinsically and innately, which is the universal Akashic, the you know the, the the quantum field, the holographic nature of reality itself. So it's almost as though a bunch of fucked up kids in a playground are trying to reconstruct reality and time space vectors and the fabric of soul using really stupid technologies. I mean, is isn't that analogous to it? They're just trying to recreate through the human condition what already innately exists, but 
We have to earn that currency. We have to earn our psionic intelligence. We have to earn telepathy and intuition. These are things that you merit and you earn by moving more into the empathic waveform and, and engaging relationship and standing in honor and standing in grace, conducting oneself in pure truth, having some kind of spiritual morality. Uh, would you agree that we're just living through the bad pantomime and play acting of some kind of off-world fantasists? Absolutely. To me, I equate it to a toddler with an atomic bomb in their hands, just learning how to walk. You're like, oh, <laughs> they, it's awful. And, and, you know, you talk to them, you see them in person and they're not like us. They don't they don't have that light and um, their eyes are different. It's, it's not the same. It's chilling to be in the same room with them. You know, that to me, that's um, it's not human at all. And they, they say, this is one of their, their quotes in these meetings. They said, what is God? God creates. So now we can create. So now, so now we are gods, plural. And so they want to be immortal. They want us to be immortal, but they don't believe in a God. They don't believe in an eternal soul. They believe in just uploading memories and downloading them, which is definitely not life to me, is definitely not our being. It's not our essence. They've lost it. They don't know what they're talking about. Right. And they are self-proclaimed atheists. So, but they believe they can control humanity and put it in their own hands. Well, who gives them the right and, and the authority to do this? Well, Carrie, and apparently we do. Or apparently an enormous demographic amongst the sleeping uh, homo sapien uh, does grant that permission because universal law 101, everything is permission-based. We are not victims ever of anything ever. At, at, that, at every level, we're the ones granting that, that phase coherence with our own frequencies that we're holding and anchoring. So my, my position is that there's no victim and that we are the ones who are the, the unresolved aspects of ourselves in the greater gestalt is what is throwing up this thrall into the lower elemental regions. And that comes back at us in the same way that it's human beings that create uh, Yahweh and all the angry, jealous, pissed off gods that come back and, and, and screw us over civilizationally through the Catholic Church and through governments and through uh, obeisance and acquiescence to their tyranny. So it is the unresolved aspect of the Christed human being, in a sense, that is the utility of those creatures, those demonic forces. So the, the uninsoled or partially insoled creatures that you're talking about in those meetings, and I've met some of these creatures, Carrie, as well. And uh, in the United Nations, I did on a couple of occasions in the Vatican, I have done, and I've done in other uh, portals of power, the Security Council in particular, uh, when I, I got access there. But I can tell you that, um, you know, we carry all, all the power, so long as we anchor that knowing in our Christed uh, nature, and they have no thrall over a human being who is standing in the actualized state. And it seems to me that all of this tiptoe totalitarianism and kind of serpentine logic that's unfolding in the reality field is something which we ultimately contain the master switch. We have the master switch to that. It, it will not impact or affect me. I know that because I've had the I've had the guns in the mouth. And, and I've had horrible situations happen now in half a dozen times to prove absolutely to me and my inquiry that I'm the one who contains the determining. I'm the arbiter of the outcome, but only if I'm standing in that Christed element within the human, the realized human, and not, uh, and not uh, surrendering my life force to the imagined force that's standing in front of me. How does that play? 
out, this idea that we are the ones who are entirely responsible if it comes to it for these creatures that are coming back at us. I definitely believe that. We are all energy, frequency, and vibration. I believe in that quote from Nikola Tesla. And I tell people that right now you can see that collective consciousness is in that fear state that is one of the lowest frequencies possible. And that's what these uh, beings live on. They live in that fear frequency. So does nano nanotechnology. So does this sci-fi technology. It's on a low frequency. But we, thank goodness, are brilliant, beautiful beings of light. And our frequency, when we when we accept who we are and remember who we are through the heart, which is that love frequency, is the highest frequency. So we don't have to have the knowledge of the nanotechnology. We don't have to have that. We just have to actually tap in and remember who we are and that light that will come from us, it will shine through our eyes and our heart when we finally remember who we are. That's that Christ light. That's that love frequency. That's the connectedness with, with all with God. And so once we do that, I'm in a twinkling of an eye, this reality changes, this world changes. They have no power. And that's why they have to keep us in the psychological manipulation and warfare to keep us in this state of enslavement. And so unfortunately, our brothers and sisters are still in the Stockholm syndrome. They want to stay in their, their state of enslavement, right? They fight it. And that's what our job is to do, is to keep trying to remind them presenting this data and trying to do repetition so that they remember who they are and start questioning what's going on. Beautiful, and thank you for that reminder, a perennial reminder, um, seeing the world through the eyes of a child, the inner child, which is the sons and daughters of God. That's our predisposition. Uh, that's our imminent and ineffable uh, majestic nature is to be able to walk each of us through the valley of death, fearing no ill, and to enter that lion's uh, cave as Daniel did.